Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Do you like to talk to strangers? Yes. You're not going to say bye? Bye. (laughs) You do not want to hire a doctor to do surgery. And then you told them the diagnosis. Yes, yes. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hey, y'all. Katie here, letting you know that the doors to Agent Systems 101 are open now, but are closing on Tuesday, October 5th. This is the last time I will offer Agent Systems in 2021, so if you want to get your business under control before the holidays, now is the time. Here's a recent review from my student, Daniil. I highly recommend your course. It has saved my butt, saved me time, made me more professional, and is worth every penny. Although, I don't know if I would call it 101. It is easy enough for any new agent to get through it and implement, but it is also full of next-level systems that I'm sure many seasoned agents don't even have figured out. Y'all, this course truly is for brand new as well as veteran agents. If you want to learn more about what we cover and read additional reviews, just head over to agentsystems101.com. Would love to see you there. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. This is episode 113. Okay. Uh, be the boss. No, not with the uh. Just be the boss. Yeah, let's try that again, Katie. Episode number 113. Be the boss. Yes. Before so. we get started. <laughs> Here we are with the, the flip, flip report. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where I'm at right now. Um, yesterday I went by to show my dad and okay. just talk to the contractor. Right. So I had originally uh, wanted to open up the kitchen to the living room. But it was a no-go. It was a no-go because there is a utility room it in the middle. It is huge. Huge utility room. Like there is a deep freeze in there. Yes. It's it, good storage, you know, but right. you can't move. It's got the AC, water heater, and electrical It's panel. like the... The, all the major systems. So since I'm leaving the wall, okay, we were originally going to do a wall of cabinets, okay, for storage, like pantry. the pantry. Well, now that it's been gutted, that mm. wall is huge. Okay, like it's, it. So when I went yesterday, the case all there's three entries into the kitchen, and yeah. they've all been expanded. Okay. Now. Oh, so it looks open. Oh my gosh, I'm so pleased with oh. how open it feels. Great. Like I see the living and right. dining. Okay. You know it. It's great. Okay. It feels great. So instead of it all being cabinets, uh-huh. we're gonna do a buffet. Love it. 
with cabinets on the sides. Okay. Open wood shelves in the oh, middle. Oh, cute. So it'll be like a little coffee bar. Oh, I love we'll it. Or a wine bar. It or a wine bar or whatever you want I it to be. I love it. So it's it's too big of a wall to just be all cabinets. Right. And then there's a big closet already in the hall. So you don't right. need. It's just like yeah. the storage wasn't the thing. So we will made you that put, change. Will you put like outlets there so that you could plug in your coffee machine? I think so. Or like, what, that's nice. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Oh, yeah, it's going to look great. That's going to be so nice. Maybe write down that I'll share the three photos okay. of the wall, what we were going to do, mm-hmm. and then what we switched to. Okay. Um. So anyway, I was super happy to get there. I also, when I walked up yesterday, mm-hmm. all of the tile from the bathrooms is like in a pile outside. Did now. you cry a little? It made me really sad. Because it was cool. And people were making cool some comments on the pit. It did make me wish that I was crafty and could think of something neat to do. I can't. It's too late now. Okay. It's they're gone. gone. They're gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. So don't. But don't I wish, you know, I could have mm-hmm. thought of something to do. Okay. Um. I'll share. I'll share that the picture too. Okay. Oh, the I'm so sorry. I know people look. Tile. You know, I love a vintage bathroom. <laughs> I like I am a big fan. But you're right. The one that had the cooler tile, it wasn't it was, all. It didn't match. The tile was mismatched because it had a previous repair. Yes. And the other one, well, I mean, as much as we love pink tile, it just. It is. Yeah. It had blue sink and t- like it wasn't. And nobody work. wants to take a bath in that bathtub. No matter how cute you think it is, that is not the bathtub. It's not no. that you want to go soak in. No, okay. No, no. Okay. Um. Now that everything is exposed. Okay. So when you walk into the master bathroom, mm-hmm. you can see the door. That if someone walked into the guest bathroom. Oh. You would be like, hey, because oh. it's all gutted. I uh, see. All, and they backed up to each other right. perfectly. So right, I was right. like whoa, this is weird, like, yeah. seeing... That it. they're right there. Yes, like, I, I've always had trouble visualizing, What's like, going a on bird's on the other eye side of view the, right, right. of a floor plan, and seeing a house with walls come down has made me go... Oh. You're like, wait, the bathroom was right there. Right, right. That's where it was. Mystery revealed. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. When we removed the kitchen cabinets, bathroom cabinets, we did have to replace some plumbing... Okay, are we digging into the emergency money now? No, no, not yet. Okay. This was easy stuff that he could just do. Okay. Um, and now this did. We are going to ha- – we're upgrading all the outlets to, like, GFCI and right. all of that. There's a lot Grounded. of money. So it's not a lot of money. But you didn't but... need to redo the whole wiring. No, no, no. Okay. No, no knob and Because it is a pretty old house. It is. The electrical panel had been updated a few okay. years ago, and they had made some updates. Um. The AC is going to be delayed a little bit. I'm replacing it mm-hmm. because of the hurricane. And yeah, know, everyone... but I told them, I told them we're not in a hurry. The ones that is there now is working and it might be better to just, right. While there, all this construction and dust is going, you don't on, want it running I'm like anyway. Letting the, there, I'm letting them use. I said, you can use the old one by all because means. I don't care if it goes out. Because how many with your contractor, how many people is it all his own people that do all the work? It is. When I went yesterday, it was him and two other people okay. working. Okay. So about three people, three or four people in the house okay. when I've gone. All right. Um, so we're thinking like a three to four month construction timeline. Yeah, probably so. Okay. He just sent me um, this morning, he just sent me all the measurements as far as how much tile I need to order okay. and all of that. So oh, yeah. Gotta, You've got your numbers. Got to get my 
tile order. Okay. And you do all the designing yourself? I mean, you designing is... I mean, I'm texting you and I'm texting Whitney and I'm... I do like this. Yeah. Okay. I don't... I, I know I should have like a grand plan, but... Okay. You have... It's not that difficult. Okay. Fine. What I else do you want him. to tell us today? That's really all. That's my update Fine. Today. Then I have another question. Okay. Do you know, like, you'll paint all of the interior walls the same? Yes. Haven't gotten there yet. Okay. And I'm, like, in the point now where this week I need to pick out colors, tile. Right. I need okay. to do all that. The, um, we had a sweet listener actually email yeah. a message, a color for the outside. Yeah. It was the Outer Space yeah. by Sherwin-Williams. Yeah. So I'm going to go check it out. Um, also, while the people are here, uh, Naval is a good Sherwin-Williams okay. Navy. Um, my island is the Benjamin Moore Hale Navy. Oh. But I saw, I wanted to show you this, denim. Sherwin-Williams denim was in the 2021 colors. That looks like those, um, this color up here looks like those cabinets. I thought that was Yes, that's kind of pretty. Yeah. But these are, see, navel and denim are both on here, but denim is more of a blue. Yeah. Like not quite as dark navy. Mm -hmm. These are some good colors. That is good. Mm -hmm. Save that for me. Fish. Right here, sister. Mm -hmm. Got it for you. Okay. So uh, thus concludes the, the flip, flip report. report. Okay. So tell us about being your, be, now here, okay, let's back it up. You are your own boss because that's how real estate works. Right. But you, you, you are running your business. The, the beginning of this episode, the, what inspired you was being the boss, more like having confidence to tell your clients mm -hmm. what's what. Yes. So tell us the story. That I, yesterday, I had a conversation um, with a client. They live near me. Okay. And they have a – they rented their old house when they moved. So they didn't sell it. They still own it. They need to sell it. Tenants are there. Aly Alyssa, will you come sell our old house? We have tenants that live there. Okay. We can't decide if we want to – wait until they move out to list it or if we should just go ahead and list it right now. So I said, okay, well, let me first send you my pre-listing email so mm -hmm. that you can get the disclosures and everything that you need to have ready for our initial appointment. Okay. And we can walk through the house and decide. Okay. So he called me, Alyssa, we have the paperwork ready. Could you meet with us this evening um, to discuss the listing? And he said, you can meet at our house if you want, because they live by me. Right. I said, that's okay. I'll just drive. Um, I'll see you at the listing house. At the yeah. listing house. Yeah. He said, oh, well, we're not meeting at that house. Mm. And I said, well, I thought this we needed to walk through right. to see what we needed to do. And he said, no, this would just be to discuss if we're waiting to list it. Or if we need to list it now. And you were like, I'm all ears. Let's discuss now. And I said, well, the only way I can really help you answer that question is for me to see the house. Yeah. How are they living in it? Because it all depends on does it need work? Can we list it now? And he went, oh. <laughs> and it's just that they don't always think about it. They, he, yeah, they, they need us to guide, direct, right, explain. Right. And But he, he said... That makes sense. He's like, oh, let me talk to my wife okay. and see what we want to do. Okay. And so in the meantime, I had I had thought we were meeting at that house. Right. So I had 
called my mother-in-law because it was an evening appointment to see if she could come sit with the baby because my husband takes Haven to jujitsu on Tuesday nights. So I needed childcare if I'm going to this appointment. Right. So he calls me back and says, hey, we called the tenants to see if we could come. Mm -hmm. And they kind of let us know. No, thank you. It's not going to show well while they're there. Okay. So we're going to wait. We have all the paperwork done. I'm going to email it to you. Perfect. I said, wonderful. I will review the paperwork. And when they are out, we can meet at the house and do a walkthrough to assess the situation at that time. That being said, they were thankful. Yeah. I was thankful. It's a waste of everyone's time. It was. But how many agents are like, yes, I'll be there tonight. Right. And that's when you end up doing four pre-listing appointments instead of one. Yes. Repetitive. It is okay to not always be the yes man. Well, that's the thing. You know how the system works. You know what the process is. They don't. Mm -hmm. They're going to try to to guide the ship just because they're like, oh, well, I'm home right now. We got to talk about this. Just come on over. Yeah. You would never call your doctor's office and be like, well, I'm going to come in for a pre-appointment to talk about, like, you, or right. can you I come know. over to my house right. and tell me about this disease? Yes. Like, no. No, wait. No. No. But they were thankful. Now yeah. they okay, have good. a night off. I have a night off. Perfect. I don't have to get child care. Um, but it just took me explaining the situation. Right. I think that is a lot of times with sellers and buyers. They mm-hmm. haven't done it in a while. We do it every day. So you're desensitized to the process mm-hmm. and the system. And you're like assuming that everyone that calls you understands. For instance, do you normally take listings with tenants and them and show them with tenants and them? I don't. Um, in this market, I think we could have. And I told him that. Right. I said, look, your neighborhood is great. There are no houses for sale right. right now. People are always looking in there. Yeah. I don't normally do this, but if the tenants are decent, cleanly, right. and able to accommodate showings, yeah, then let's okay. do it. So right there, you had all these points that you had to make to the seller that would help you decide if that was the right thing to do. Yes. Because you have experience in the market and you have to tell them. So in my, I almost... I have had many a seller say, I have tenants in place. I would like to show it. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, well, we've got to go in and see what they're mm-hmm. living like. And are they happy they're moving? Are they not happy? Like, mm-hmm. we, it's not, they have no skin in the game. Right. Why did they want to get ready for showing and clean out, you know, the dishes in the sink mm-hmm. and vacuum the rugs? They don't care. Right. And when you start to explain it to sellers in, in um, concrete, like, examples of what mm-hmm. could go wrong, well, let me tell you about the... Tenant mm-hmm. occupy listing I just showed to a buyer. Right. There was dog poop on the living room rug. Mm-hmm. Do you want to show your home like that? <laughs> Do you think that will encourage a good offer? Right. Probably not. But I think being the boss of your client, if you will, of yes. the, of the yes. transaction, of the you know interaction, is you being able to confidently say no. Yes. That's that not the right thing. That adds value. Yeah. I had a listing appointment recently. Mm-hmm. Where they were interviewing another agent. Okay. I knew that going into it. Um, he asked me all these. He was, he's also in car sales. So he was very, he had all these questions and oh. he was really grilling me. There are a few that are like that. I kind of went into it like, listen, if I don't get this, you know. Fine. But he was very nice. Um, but I do feel like he was. Being tough on purpose. Yeah. Some of Just them- to see. Yeah. So he said, well, 
Okay, we have some questions for you. <laughs> Great. The other agent. Oh, yes. Felt like we really needed to stage this place. And I said, okay, um, the floor plan is very self-explanatory. It has a formal dining room. Right. It has a living room. You know, I don't know that you have to. If you would like to pay for it, you're welcome to. And if you're moving out, I do have some things I can bring in myself to Mm -hmm. make it, you know. A little homier. Right. And he was like, oh, I never thought about the fact that the floor plan is obvious. Yeah, matters. Like, not every house needs staging. Right. And I said, and you have brick and beams and beautiful floors. And right. we're not trying to put lipstick on a pig here. Right. It, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful home. It's a beautiful house. So anyone who walks in is going to go. Someone's going to want to buy this. Right. So I'm just letting you know, I don't think it's necessary. Okay. But if you would like it, I'm happy to help you explore. And he's like, oh, Okay, I just thought you were going to say yes. Yes. You know, I said, well, that's just my thoughts. So then he said, the other agent said. (laughs) Yeah, I love this. That they would do an open house on this holiday weekend coming up. No, thanks. And it would be the first weekend that it's on the market and that they would get all this activity. Are you going to do that? I said, no. And I'll tell you why. I have found personally that this holiday weekend... People are outside grilling. They're swimming. They're not going to open houses. Right. No. I also don't like to do open houses the first month that the house is on the market, no matter if it's a holiday or not. Right. And here is why. And I explained. And he said, he looked at his wife. He goes, I really like her answers. He <laughs> goes, I feel like the other agent was trying to tell us whatever we wanted whatever to hear. Whatever they thought we wanted to hear. And mm-hmm. I feel like you're just telling us the truth. Great. That's what I'm here for. I, that's exactly what I said. I said, well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, Is to just help educate you on what I'm seeing in the market right now. Right. What's important. What's not important. Um, He was just, he kept saying, thank you for saying that. <laughs> you're like you're like you're welcome. You're yeah. This is great. Uh, normally you were like I didn't pre-plan any of these I answers. Didn't, I did not. And normally these answers they might be like oh well we really want to open house. But no, I think that because he just interviewed this yes agent. Yeah. Who every yeah. question mm-hmm. he asked was like yes mm-hmm. yes I'll do that and I'll do that and and I'm over here going no but here's why and here's why it'll work. Well here's the key. Here's why. Here's why. I have a, uh, for everything in my business, whether it's how I'm running it mm-hmm. personally in my system or how I'm approaching a client in that part of the, like the actual transaction process, they all have whys. Mm-hmm. There's a why to why I bring something physical with me to a showing. There's a why. Like if you can't verbalize your whys for why you're doing something, you might need to rethink why you're doing it at all. Yes. Like if there's, if you can't say, oh, I keep um, all of my current clients on a spreadsheet where I put whatever point in the process they're at. Mm -hmm. If you can't understand why you do that and why it's helping you, then just stop doing it. Sure. Like if if you can't go to the seller and say, oh, well, you don't need staging because Mm -hmm. of this, they never understand. No. I had a client who had, um, and we've talked about, I think before in the staging episode, who had very super dark stained cabinets. This Mm. has been several years. 
but it was right at that time when it was basically all painted cabinets, especially in that price point of home. And, he's very, and the house is only a couple of years old. So he, of course, didn't want to paint his cabinets. And he's, and I said, you're going to have to paint this dark stained cabinet. It is not what is common in the marketplace. It is going to turn off buyers. And he's like, but it's only two years old. It's in good condition. Like, why? Well, I don't want to. Why? And I'm like, well, there's a house one block away in your neighborhood that had Cypress cabinets, not even as dark as yours. And they brand new construction and they got a buyer with an offer who said, I'll buy your house if you paint these cabinets. And the builder said, no. So he was attached to his cabinets and they were expensive because they were wood and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, and the house sat on the market for six more months. <gasps> yeah. So I'm telling you what will happen if you don't take my advice. Mm -hmm. And I and I'm confidently standing in my assessment. Now, here's the problem. There are lots of things that I feel like mm, maybe this advice is 100% and maybe mm -hmm. it's, I don't, maybe it's going to have an 80%. Like, you mm -hmm. know, so, but I'm always really straightforward with my client. Like, listen, this is what I think and this is why, but mm -hmm. maybe this will also happen. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Sure. So I'm trying to give you the best chance of this happening. My job is to show you the scenarios right. that could happen. Right. So that we're not surprised. Right. I think we're always afraid, especially in an interview situation. Yeah. You're afraid to say the wrong thing that'll set them off. But you also never know when just being honest will just be the right thing. Yeah. Like it wasn't that he loved, maybe he didn't, maybe he really wanted that open house, mm -hmm. but he understood what you were saying and he understood that you were being honest. Right. So, and you had a reason. Yeah. Like, and, and it made sense to him. Yeah. And I did talk about the safety too. Like I just yeah. said, when we do the open house, I can't follow up with those people properly. They don't all sign in. Yeah. I don't know who they are. Right. They put fake things because they don't want to be contacted. Yeah. They just want to come see a pretty house. Right. Whereas if with it with an appointment, it's exclusive. I know who it is. I know who to follow up with. And he was right. like, oh, I like that. Appointment only yeah, for my nice home. It's very exclusive. Yes. And I was like, see? He's yeah. like, oh, I like that. Right. It's yeah. just, that's just what I think. Right. But I wasn't scared that to lose the opinion appointment. Back by facts. <sighs> well, I know how I, I know how I work and I know how my practice, my best practices are in place. Right. But if you don't have best practices mm -hmm. in place, then you don't have a like, you don't know what to say in those situations except, oh, yes. Yeah, yes, you, I'll, I'll do that. You constantly mm -hmm. feel off guard because you're trying to guess mm -hmm. what it is that they want you to say. Right. Which really all sellers don't want you to say anything except for the truth and what will get them to their goal. Yes. So you're trying to stick, you're feeling nervous and pulled back and trying to figure out, wait, when they asked about the open house, did they want me to like, right. or, or like, and you're trying to Instead answer. Instead of trying uh -uh. to figure out the right answer, I am just telling them how I operate. Right. But if you don't know how you operate, then yeah, you're just going to be a yes person. Well, and you, um, I had a note that with your clients, you are the authority. Mm -hmm. They don't, and sometimes they will have read all the things on the internet and mm -hmm. they will have talked to their friend who just sold their house and they will have maybe even interviewed another agent with a varying opinion to yours, just like that one did. Mm -hmm. As long as you can talk with authority to what you be, like believe to be the right way, mm -hmm. that's fine. Maybe they, but you also walked in there and said, maybe they aren't going to choose me. Sure. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. But I still have to do it my way. Mm -hmm. And that's being the boss. Yes. Because 
you're like, well, that's okay. If you want an agent that does an open house every weekend, good luck. And I'm thankful that I will not be. It won't be me. Yeah, you won't. Yeah. I don't want that in my life or my business right now. Right. So that's okay if that's what you want. And I won't take that personally. I think that um, if I could teach one thing that is unteachable, Mm -hmm. it's the feeling that I don't need this. Right. Like there'll be another client, not in a, not in an ugly way, but like uh, there'll be another client, there'll be another buyer, there'll be another listing. There'll be something else that I, that I can do in the time that I would have wasted on this thing that isn't what I wanted to do. People think, agents think if they operate that way, that they will lose it. Right. But the truth is when you operate that way, you win almost every time. Because they can sense it on you. Yes. When you are operating from a place of desperation, of desperation, and they feel it and Mm -hmm. they see it. Yeah. When you are operating from a place of confidence and stability, they want you. Right. Oh, yeah. They're like, wait a minute. The listing interviews that I have gone in where I have walked in and immediately known I'm okay if... If, if it doesn't work out. And, right. and if you choose me, you're going to know yeah. that I'm not going to be here every Sunday. Right. Like I'm setting these expectations up front if you want me to work for you. Because yeah. I can already sense from the questions you're asking and what you're expecting, it's not going to be. That is a hard lesson to learn. Yes. I had a <laughs> I had a listing that called. I've told the story of this not nice person before <laughs> um, who called off of a postcard that I sent to the neighborhood with another listing. Okay. Um, we would also like to sell our house. Will you come by? Yes. Just very gruff, very rough. A lot of very pressing questions. Clearly didn't want to pay the commission. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. had an issue with the commission amount. Wanted to talk me down. Wanted to talk about how he didn't really need me. Blah, blah, blah. You know, on and on and on. Yeah. But against all odds, I get the listing. And when I look <laughs> back at it, I, sh- Great. <laughs> I should have been like, I don't want this listing. Yeah. He wasn't nice then in the mm-hmm. appointment. He mm-hmm. didn't want to pay me. And he acted like a big baby the whole time. Okay. And it wasn't completely... He yelled at me. It was completely unpleasant. Yes. It wasn't just... And I was in that place where I'm like, well, I need the sales. So I'm just going to... Right. I mean, I'm just going to do it. And you know what's funny? I have not, I do not have trouble working with the most difficult of people when I told them my boundaries up front, because then all of, like, you can be how you are all you want. It's not going to bother me. Right. If you need to complain, complain that I'm not doing an open house. That's fine, but I'm not doing an open house. And I told you that from the beginning. We already talked about this. Already talked about this, that we're not going to, I'm not going to be here every Sunday. Right. You will get your turn, Mm -hmm. but it will hurt you if I do this this way. Right. Hello friends, we are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes, listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. (laughs) I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're gonna enjoy them you're gonna love them you're gonna love it change your life literally fired (laughs) my assistant they are the best 
Okay, enjoy bye Enjoy the template. Yes, enjoy. I have one more case study. Please, let's hear it. I have a really sweet lady who I do really love. Okay. She is a past client. Okay. She is very scatterbrained. Okay. Um, while at the same time being one of my favorite human beings. Okay. I, I love her. She is difficult to get her to focus. Okay. She gets excited. Situation right now, she wants to sell what she's in that I sold her. And she wants to buy somewhere else mm-hmm. to be closer to her kids. Okay. She is so excited to go look. Oh, yes. But she cannot buy a thing until we sell what she has. I told her, you and me are not going to look at a single house in person until your house is ready for photos. And I have all the paperwork. So you have the property disclosure. You have the homeowner information sheet. You have the list of things that Mm -hmm. I need. She lives in a condo, so... I need the homeowner info. I need the HOA info. Gotta send it. I know this stuff is not fun, but I am not coming to your house. Right. Until you have the pre-listing email done. done. I'm not lying. She, we have had an appointment scheduled three times. For you to go there. For me to go there. This last, every all of them have been canceled by her. Right. Because I've said. Is the paperwork done? done? If not, we need to reschedule. So this time, I was supposed to go Wednesday at 2 o'clock. I texted her Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Are we good for 2 o'clock? Because this is the third time. Right. Yes. 1 o'clock. No. (laughs) I didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. it. I'm I'm trying to do it right now, and I'm not going to finish, is what she said. I said, no problem. Let me know when you're ready. I'll be here. Then she sends me a house that she loves. I'm if sorry. you would have done your homework. I'm sorry. They are not accepting a contingency. You're not right. Hey, the one that you just sent me is actually pending. So we couldn't have even made an offer on it because we can't do anything. And so she said, okay, this house came up. I'm really excited. Can you come over tonight and we'll list the house? I said, it doesn't work that way. Here's a reminder of the time frame. If I come over... That is to do the walkthrough to make sure you're ready for photos. Then I have to schedule photos. He's about five days behind. Then once he comes, it's two days before we can be on the market because we need our photos back. So we're looking at at least seven or eight days from the time I have the first appointment. Right. There is no listing it right now tonight. It doesn't work that way. I've told you this. Here's a reminder of the outline. Mm -hmm. Let me know when you're ready. But she has asked me to come. Several, several times. And not been ready. Yes. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going. And she appreciates it. Right. She's like, I know, I know, I know. And then she said, Mm -hmm. I'm getting nervous. Do you think my condo is going to sell? And I said, no way to tell until we get it on the market. Right. And I said, too, because I know she's not tidy. She's just not. I mean, it's hard. I said, I know the day on market in your subdivision looks good. But I am telling you, until this checklist of preparing your home for pictures is done buyers are being very demanding on condition right now even though it's a seller's market right they are starting to say if it smells i don't want it no you know like it's just because it's a seller's market you still have to have your home in good condition right so i said i'm reattaching (laughs) the (laughs) checklist that the photographer wants done before he comes oh man 
If it's not done, I said, it needs to be clean. Baseboards, ceiling fans, it can't smell like dog. We need countertops cleared off. All of that stuff on this list needs to be done right. before I come. She was like, it's going to be a while. I said, that's okay. I'll be here. Well, you know, it's funny. A lot of times, the, especially those buyer sellers, they very much put the cart before the horse. They're like, I want to look at houses. Buying is so much more fun. I'm so excited. Yes. Well, selling is work. We've mentioned selling this many is times. no fun. Selling There's is paperwork. Work. You have to get your house ready. But we already... She did her lender homework. Okay. She got with the lender. Right. We know the numbers. She's pre-approved. All that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, we know she has got to sell before she can right. buy. So that is why I'm telling her, in this market, we are not going to look if your house isn't yeah. even close to ready for pictures. Mm-mm. We can't do it. I'm not doing it. No. Now, if she calls an agent and gets tired of me guiding the ship and directing her, and call someone who goes and shows her houses. I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't want it to happen. Right. But I know in my heart, even if she's calling this agent to go see a house today because I won't show her, yeah. she can't buy it today. She can't buy it. There's nothing she can do today. Right. And obviously she's shopping in a popular but here's market. the thing, she understands that because I have coached her and communicated with her right. and she understands. Well, so yeah. she understands there's no point in calling another agent because I can't buy the house anyway. Right. So she's not going anywhere. She's just got to get her own act together. I'm helping her brain. Yeah. I'm helping her stay the course. You're the boss. It takes a lot of, um, it takes more steering with this one, but I'm happy to help and I am here to keep her on track. Okay. But there are so many agents out there that I would have been to her condo. Oh. Dozens of times already. Already. Already, I'm telling you, and it would have not Mm-mm. at the end of the day when you get your paycheck, it would if you look at the hours spent, no. if you would have said yes every time, it would not have been a profitable business. Yeah. It would not have been a wise business choice. Right. I wanted to start out with this quote, but okay. we jumped into talking. Let's hear it. And I've shared it before. Oh, great. If you hired you to run your business, would you fire you? And that is the question that you have to ask yourself. Right. How are you spending your time? Is it right. profitable? Are you making wise choices? Well, do you record your actual numbers? Right. How do you even know if it's profitable? Right, exactly. How do you track that? How do you track your business expenses? Do you know what you spend in your business every month? How mm-hmm. do you save for your taxes? Like, it is a laundry list of things. It's hard being It is hard to a, be your boss. Being your own boss. It is hard being a solopreneur where you're the only, you're wearing all the hats and you're the accountant and the bookkeeper and the, you know, marketer and the, you know, person who's actually doing the, like the actual appointments, it's all of it. Um, customer service, you do them all, yes. right? You're doing mm-hmm. them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to know what your business rules are mm-hmm. in order to be able to relay them to your clients. Yes. If you don't actually know what your safety procedure is or your rules for buyers or your rules for listings or if you don't actually write those things down and say, this is how I will run my business, mm-hmm. 
then how, then you're just going to kind of do whatever that client wants or needs or whatever the squeaky wheel. Oh, okay. Well, today I'm going to go to a pre-listing appointment at this lady's condo for the third time. Yeah. Well, I know she's not going to be ready, but I'm going to go anyway. And you know, some, and then I'll be back next week. Right, some agents would say, well, that was the only thing I had going on. I didn't miss anything, but you don't know what you missed when you didn't use that time wisely for something else. Right. You could have been writing letters to people, asking for right. more business or going right. to a networking event or a community right. event to put your face out there. Okay. But now here's where I think the biggest challenge is in being your own boss. Let's just say you have all the business rules. Okay. How do you hold yourself accountable? Mm -hmm. How do you say when you're sitting in front of that seller and you're like, I really want this listing. And they're asking me if I'm going to do an open house. And I'm like, I don't really do open houses, but like, how, Mm -hmm. how do you, Alyssa, you're just like, it's black and white in your mind. You yeah. just, your script is so formed. You're just yeah. like, it's fine. Yeah. I think it's just that I just know yeah. that this is what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, if if he would have said, do you pay for staging? I would have been like, no, no. never have. <laughs> no. Same answer. Do you do open houses every Sunday at my house? No. Nope. No. No. Like it, it just yeah. is right. what it is. Yeah. And I think that it goes kind of back to seasons of life too. What are your boundaries? What is your family expecting of you right now? Right. By saying yes to this, mm-hmm. if I'm say, if I'm going to say, like, I guess I'm going to leave my family every single Sunday to come sit at your house. Right. That's you saying you are more important to me than my family. Right. That's how I view it. Because that's your business rule. Right. That's how you, yeah. And so whenever someone's like, I can only look at houses after five o'clock. Like maybe you need this a buyer agent. is not going. I, I will read. OK. Oh, my phone's on airplane mode. I have, <laughs> like, what are you doing? I, I have a buyer this week. OK, he he's a really he's a, such a sweet guy. I, I sold him his house um, several years ago in Denham. And now he wants to sell that house mm-hmm. and buy a little further out. Oh, my. So it's already far, but it's getting further. Yes, but I really like him. And I okay. said, listen, I want to be honest with you. You know I have a six-month-old and a four-year-old now. When I, and when I worked with you last, I had no kids. No, zero kids. Zero kids. He has a, he's, a, he's a dad, so he understands. Um, I said, the areas that you are looking are pretty far for me. Yeah. I cannot do evenings and weekends. I don't think that we're going to be looking at a lot because there's not a lot out there with what you're looking for. I want to be honest and ask you, are you able to go during normal business hours? If you are, I have no problem while the kids are at school putting on the uh, a podcast or a book and driving 30 minutes to show you houses. And I, I really don't mind. Okay. If it's only going to be after five and on weekends, I'm going to have to refer you to an agent that works that area, that lives closer, that can get there quicker. Yeah. I just can't do it. Right. He said, thank you so much for telling me that. Um, most days, I can definitely be there in normal business hours. Great. I said, wonderful. But it and, was a and question not, that you had to ask. I had to ask it. And I told him why, and I told him what would happen otherwise. And he was fine. And I said, and look, if there's ever a time when I just can't get there, I do have an agent that lives in that area that can help with showings. So now he knows, I know. Well, the expectation has been set. It's been set. You're not going after five. I'm not going. Yeah. Not that. It would be, I wouldn't be home till after the kids were in bed. Right. It's different than showing a house down the street after five when I could run, show the house, and come back and finish bedtime routine. Yeah. So I would I was 
I felt good when I sent that email and I was felt even better when I got his response. response. Yeah. Because it validated boundaries are good. He understands. Mm-hmm. And he even was like, by the way, love seeing pictures of the kids on Facebook. Right. Like, yeah. well, there you go. Guess well, what? That you have children is not a secret. Yeah. Like, I got to yeah. have, I got to have some boundaries. Okay. This brings up an interesting point about niche. So when you start and when I started, I worked a very large geographic area. I mean, Mm -hmm. if it was basically in our MLS, which is a big area, it's a huge area. area. If it was in our MLS, I would sell. I sold, you know, 45 minutes away to the north, to the, like, basically everywhere but West Baton Rouge. I really didn't sell there. But Zachary, Baker, I mean, I've sold in, you know, Albany and um, Wow, you went far. Far. Albany was probably the farthest in that direction. You know, Sorrento or Santa Monica, whatever, all the places, Mm -hmm. okay? But as my career has worn on and now I'm 16 years in, when I can and what I focus on is the closer to where I live. Yes. Right? Okay, so if I could stay in a couple of zip codes Mm -hmm. for you know, the speed of getting things done. That's what I want to do. But where it becomes very tricky is when my sweet, just like that guy, when my sweet Mm -hmm. past clients come back Mm -hmm. and are like, "Um, we want to sell the house that you sold to us in faraway places. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard for me to say, I have to refer you because it's not where I work anymore. Right. And then you know, like, I don't have the answers. I'm just telling you that I still struggle with that. Like, I just closed on one that wasn't too far. Like, it was fine to do the listing, but then they wanted to buy further right. the out. The listings aren't as bad because you maybe have to go there once or twice. Right. It's really not that bad. Yeah, it's, it's the thin. buying. And I'm like, how do you tell someone, well, I can list it, but I'm going to have, it's just a- You tell them, I, that's what I told him. I said, I have no concerns about listing your house I sold you. Mm-hmm. I can do that easy. Yeah. The buying side, I may it's need harder. some help. Right. The market is crazy. You have to move so quickly. Yeah. I live fa- about 45 minutes away. Right. So this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. Is that okay? Do I need to refer you? You tell me. I'm right. giving you the option. Yeah. And so it just worked out that way. I mean, that's good. I think if you, in your beginning of your career, set up your niche geographically, if that's what mm-hmm. you're going to do, I'm just telling you now as from the other side, the tighter, or if you want to work that area, if in 10 years you only want to work X area, mm-hmm. try to start working X area from the beginning. Yes. Because it is going to be tough to say no mm-hmm. to those clients that you took that were outside of X area when you were just, you know, hustling, right? Yes, yes. You're like, yes. I'll, sure, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't have kids. I'll get there. Fine. Um, okay. I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. I I wrote this quote down. You can go to work. Or you can be the boss. Oh. That was an interesting one. And then the other one I have, then I'm going to ask you the question. There is only one boss, the customer. (laughs) And it made me think of your, you know, you always say client Client employed. employed, Okay. So tell me, how do you navigate being customer focused and client employed while also being the boss? I think that agents think you can't be the boss. And be client employed. Right. They have this um, construed perspe- perception. Perception. Pers- yes. Sure. Yeah. Of what our relationship is supposed to be. Right. They think that we are supposed to be the slave. Right. But we are employed by the client to 
be the boss of the real estate transaction. Right. So we are being client employed to, to be, be the boss. boss. To be the boss. <laughs> to manage the transaction. That is a perfect way to describe and it. And to tell them what needs to be done. Yeah. You do not want to hire a doctor to do <laughs> then surgery. You, and then you told them the diagnosis. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that's not how it works. No. You hire people because they are the professional in that area. Mm-hmm. And you need them to tell you the truth, to tell you the process. Right. To tell you what you don't want to hear, what you want to hear. To tell you all of it. What you need to know. Yep. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. So it is crucial that when you are employed by a client that you are acting in the capacity as the professional. Right. And not the yes man. Okay. Let's talk logistics for a second. Okay. How do you relay the rules or expectations to your clients? Email templates. Yeah. Um, okay. And then they come up again in the appointment or the but conversation. But you sort of already prefaced most of that. Yes. Your template yes. has covered all the... Yeah. They're not surprised. What's going to happen. Because... Yeah. My my template has my business hours on there. Mm-hmm. You know, it it says that. Okay. Um, another example would be I had a a girl who I do know reach out to me. She's not a past client, but I know her. That they were looking to buy in Watson. Okay. And I just said, I actually don't work that area. So I have an agent that lives there that would better serve you. She was like, thank you so much. I can't wait. I said, keep me posted on the process. Right. I can't wait to see what house you choose. Did you do a referral? Yes, always. So it's kind of like you have to – it's okay to – you. there's not always a black and white blanket statement. Yeah. It kind of depends on what do they need? Are they buying or are they selling? Right. What is their work schedule like? Right. It's almost like we are interviewing them yes. to see, can I take you on as a client? Mm-hmm. And do you want to take me on as an agent? Because mm-hmm. we may be at places in life there and, may be cl- and location needs. where, yes, where our, I can't fulfill your needs as a client. Okay. And I wanted to be honest with him about that. I had no problem saying, look, because of this, I'm okay. Let me know. I don't want to. I don't want to interfere with you in your house hunt. Right. So if my schedule is always going to be frustrating to right. you, then it would be better for you to yeah. have someone else. Yeah. So that's all out in the open. I love it. Yeah. That's good. I don't have any other. Do you have any other stories, thoughts, information about being the boss? I think that your schedule. Oh yeah. Is the is so important. Right. While we do make our schedule, mm-hmm. we are also at the mercy of what our clients needs. We are at the mercy of when a house comes on the market. Yeah. So I do think it's important that you have those conversations, especially with your buyers up front. Um, my other lady mm-hmm. that wants your me to come, condo. my sweet condo. Okay. She asked me, can you come one evening? And I said, I try to keep my seller consultations during the day. Yeah. is I feel like it was maybe Lee Brown who was like, I take seller appointments between seven, she, it worked for her schedule, 7.30 a.m. and yeah. 9.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. and 3.30. Like she literally picked hours within yeah. the day. It yep. wasn't even just business hours or, mm-hmm. you know, before five. It was like, this is the time. Here's a link to get on my calendar. Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with telling a seller, especially, this is the hours when I'm available to come see your home. Right. Right. 
I mean, it's okay. Um, I often decline same day appointments, even if I'm available. Right. Because I don't want to set that expectation. So I actually had a client yesterday text me, can you come tonight? I said, no, I I cannot, but I can come tomorrow before four or how's Mm -hmm. Wednesday at 2.30. I gave them several options and they picked one and it was fine. Perfect. They didn't even complain. There's typically no pushback to that. None. They're like, hey, I mean, honestly, it's been a long time since someone made me feel like I had to go when they asked. Mm -hmm. They'll say, I would like you to come see my home. I would like to list it. I will respond. Okay, great. I would love to. People even a lot of times now ask, do you have a wait list? Are you taking new clients? Are you available? They're not trying to. That's when you know you've done a good job with your boundaries. Right. Because they're like, wow, she's very soft. I had a buyer recently that was like a past client who I sold sold them a house. And now they're they're first time buyers. Now they're ready to move up and they're going to sell and buy. She's like, I'm just so excited you're willing to work with us again. Of course. Well, of course. Yeah. But if you respond back and just say, I can be there Tuesday at 10 or Thursday at 4. I mean, give them two or three choices. They will pick one. Yes. They will pick one. I had a really sweet young couple that I sold them their house. And they're ready to move and get something a little bigger. And I said, well, the first thing I sent them the Mm pre-listing and buying and selling template and all that. And I said, the first thing we have to figure out, because they were already, this house, this house came up. We love it. I know. We need to sell. I said, we need to figure out the numbers. Mm -hmm. Are you contingent? Are you not? I know. I think we, I said, okay, let's get the pre-approval letter. Right. She called me and said, okay, Alyssa, we are surprised we have to be contingent. We have cash and we have savings and we we can afford both mortgages. But because of student loans, no. our debt to income will not let right. us buy. And she said, I'm going to be honest, we were not expecting that answer. And it's kind of changed our plans. Because it's harder. Because it's a lot harder. And she said, but I'm really glad you made us do that first. Well, right. What if we would have gone to see the house we wanted and then found out we couldn't have it? Yes. Yes. Nobody wants that. But agents are not asking the questions. No. And look, this will send us off onto this whole tangent and spiral into the emotional aspects of the job and clients feeling disappointed and not feeling like you did. Like, they're going to put that back on you if Mm -hmm. you didn't give them the rules and the boundaries Mm -hmm. and the requirements. Because when it doesn't go their way, all they're going to remember is that it sucked and that you were involved. Yes. Yes. But this time they were thankful because we did not get that far. We weren't looking at houses before we found out they couldn't buy one. Right. And now the next time you have to tell someone to do this and they give you pushback, you'll be like, listen, I understand that you feel like you should be able to handle both. But I've had clients who were very surprised to learn just recently Mm -hmm. that that they couldn't Mm -hmm. and it changed how they approached it. Well, you know what's crazy is when we were on the phone, I said, well, do we need to sell? Because she was like, can we go see this? It just came up. I said, okay. Do we need to sell before you buy? No, I don't think so. Because they knew their savings Mm -hmm. and they knew they felt comfortable carrying. Mm -hmm. So I could, any other agent, I'm pretty sure would have said, okay, great. Let's oh, go. Look, I've been that agent before. Yeah. Many times. I said, we got Just to trust we got them. To know. No, I need to know we for sure. We have to know. We have to have a pre-approval letter before I can even show you a house anyway. Yeah. With the market being like it is. Okay, we'll call we'll call the lender right now. And they did. And look, look like, what happened. And, and they found out like within the hour. <gasps> so it wasn't like this long, dragged out. No. Like they were like, oh, okay, we'll call They her. came and went very fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and saved everybody 
Yeah. All this time. And headache and heartache. And now they have a plan. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out, okay, we got to get the house ready mm-hmm. now. now. And then if it sells, we're going we to go? go live with your mom. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to find it. So now we have a plan. Mm-hmm. And they are very appreciative yeah. for that plan. Even though it's not the plan they wanted. It's And look, it's not my plan. No, no, no. It's not me saying, I'm going to make this more difficult on you. No. And I'm not going to let you buy until you... It's just what it is. Yeah. It's not me. Mm -mm. And they're thankful to me that they know what the reality is now. Right. But agents feel like if they're not saying and doing the right thing and just, you know, being yes, yes, yes. Don't be a yes man. Right. So, you know, I think these stories are important. And I have to tell y'all, I don't always feel confident when I am. It was hard for me to say. We can't go right now. Yeah. I need to know if you can be pre-approved. Right? It is hard. Because I know you, and you probably are pre-approved. Right. And I was surprised that they had to be contingent. See? But I knew I need your pre-approval letter. Yeah. And and they said, great. And all you have to do is call the lender, and you get it in 10 minutes. Right. So, but I have to say, when they call back with what, it uh-huh. makes me go, oh, my gosh. I almost you almost did the I wrong almost thing. canceled my other thing to go do this and it wouldn't have worked out. And it wouldn't have worked out. It it when I get validated like that you're like oh stick with the rules. Stick with the rules and you will win every time. Yeah. And when you lose because of the rules it is it is a good thing. Yeah. It is a good thing. Yep. You did not lose anything. No. So I just think that if you know, you really, the thing is though, if you have no rules. Right. And if you have no boundaries, you cannot be the boss. Because you don't. And you will not sleep well at night. No. Your family will be frustrated. You will be frustrated. You will burn out and you will fizzle and you will not last long term. And you will never make it to a point where you are making the money you want to make and living the life and you want to live. And living the life. Yep. It's not going to happen. Yep. 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 Um, I did read an article. It was not real estate related. Okay. It was about people that want to leave their job oh. to be their own boss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn? Uh, the steps. Oh, there are steps. Yeah. I was just going to share them because I Please. thought they were good. Step one was understand why do you want to be your own boss? It's a great one. You Is it the money? Is it the schedule? Because look, if it is the schedule, that's fine. But you have to be ready to put the boundaries in place mm-hmm. to get the schedule that you want. Right. Um, two, evaluate your situation and skills. Are you able to be authoritative and to say, Do you like to no. talk to strangers? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, can you be flexible? Can you yeah. stick to your guns? Right. Like, what is the situation? Um, you have to plan for being your own boss. You can't just say like, I'm going to go take my real estate test and jump into. Shockingly large number of people do that. Do you have some savings? Do you have a spouse that is helping you financially through getting started? Right, right. What is your plan Mm -hmm. for being your boss? Um, then you must identify your target market. 
Oh, yeah. Who what is that niche? Your, who are your customers? Ooh. Who do you Ooh. want them to be? Right. And then you have to clarify your foundation of your business, your best practices, and your standards. Thank you. You need systems and practices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't have roles. those, you can't be your own boss. If you need any of those things, I can teach them to you. Yes. And <laughs> systems. 101. Agent That's systems right. Agent 101. Systems 101. I mean, because you, I, I came upon all of that, not because I went to business school. No. You did, but I did not. I, it, because I needed to know, how am I spending my money? How do I keep track of my clients? How do I serve the client when I see them? What is the process from contract to close? Well, I need, I need steps so I don't forget stuff. Right. Like, I love that my old office had, here's your folder and here's all the check boxes of it oh, died. it died. Oh, man. Bad YouTube. news, YouTube. We're sorry. We're sorry, <laughs> You're going to get a static image for this toast. Just yeah. saying. Shucks. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. But they, I like the steps. I like the process. Mm-hmm. And I think that everyone needs it. Whether yes. they like it or not, they need it. Mm-hmm. So It's that's, how you last long term. That's exactly right. Are you ready for a toast? <laughs> sorry, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This toast is from Megan Mahoney. Mm-hmm. And Megan is in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Oh, first time I heard of that one. Yeah. Okay. So Megan says, I have my first listing appointment for a million dollar home on Friday. I feel your podcast have been so helpful to reinforce all I know and learn new information. I love learning. Uh, perfect. Wonderful. We, we all should. Yes. I realized from so, from many of them, I do know a whole lot and I've got this. Oh, good. Oh, perfect. Reinforcement. Be the boss. <laughs> Um, you could could you toast to the amazing women in my office who have been so supportive and helpful to me. Um, Robert DeFalco Realty is her office, and okay. she mentions Janice Rizzo, Stephanie Orfis, and many other agents. Yay. It feels like a family supporting each other and wanting the best for each other. She said, I'm loving the listing and selling podcast right now. Plan to share it with hopefully my new listing. Great. Oh, thanks, Megan. That's wonderful. And cheers to your whole office. Yeah. That's so great. So Janice and Stephanie and the whole Robert DeFalco Realty team. (laughs) Cheers to you guys. Cheers to you guys. You're clearly (laughs) creating a very nice community there. Wonderful. I love it. So cheers to y'all. And thank you to Megan. Yes. Thanks, Megan. Goodbye, y'all. You're not going to say bye? Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.